0: If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocall M-A-F-S.
1: You guys know I don't drink very much. Hi, I'm Tane. and I'm aid and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Hello, 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 aid How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. It's been a good week. It's uh, currently raining right now. I love I- a good storm. <laughs> Oh, I got to see you in the last week. That's true.
1: That cake is still in my fridge.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ate some, yes. but like, you can't eat a whole cake by yourself. When am I free to throw it away without feeling bad?
0: Um, Whenever you feel like. Okay. And for reference, guys, again, it was my birthday last week and A kindly came over. She got me some pretty flowers, too. I love flowers. And I had so much dessert in my house. I felt really loved, it was a good day. I had so much like cake, cookies, donuts. Aid <laughs> had to be like, no, enough is enough. I was trying to shove <laughs> it down her back. She's like, no, stop. <laughs> I mean, have you so, ever gone to someone's house they're like,
1: here, have half of a birthday cake? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad way to live but i was like half of a birthday cake and one cookie is more than i probably need
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i still have uh cake in my refrigerator yeah i have cake gonna, i have cookies when are you gonna throw it away it's so good we just have a slice a day So the
1: cake that you gave me is really good but it has too much frosting So when I eat it I like eat cake and like 10% of the frosting that's on the cake And then I have to throw out the rest (laughs) It was really good though It's so good It's so good good. Oh okay
0: But yeah anyways so yes it was a good week And I am very eager and glad to talk about this couples because, man, I thought the ship was sinking last week. I don't even know what to say right now. It's a roller coaster. It's a sinking ship. It's a <laughs> it's a disaster with hope, but the hope is just an illusion. I don't know. <laughs> pogo stick. You know those pogo sticks
1: that we, like, I never had one, but I saw the commercials on TV where you jump up and down and up and down. That's what this is that's what they're doing
0: (laughs) oh my god i can't (laughs) even like i just feel like anyone who's predicting anything without any evidence honestly you're just shooting shooting in the dark because you don't know
1: i will say once again that these people are entertaining they are (laughs) and they actually like each other and it's not weird and awkward when they get together
0: yeah it's not awkward but yeah they're making good tv but when it comes to the actual marriage part which is their real life i mean that's between them and god because uh i don't know
1: so it was another good week on unfiltered i feel like nothing was revealed (laughs) but people are much like the show people are being themselves and that's why i enjoy unfiltered a lot this season and it's on our patreon you can find us at patreon.com and you can sign up and you get our bonus episodes. And uh, we have the Unfiltered and Couples Cam every week. And sometimes we have other things, too. So stay tuned. What have the people been up to on social media?
0: All right. Um, what is going on in social media? Um, Mika has a man. And unlike Taylor, she's going to show everybody who her man is. She's posting pictures and she's saying I miss him and good for her. She seems happy. And for those who don't remember, Mika is from the disastrous DC season. And we mentioned last week or two weeks ago that her ex-husband, Michael, also got married.
1: Uh, Has she changed her Instagram name? Because it was Solo Bliss. So I feel like when you have a man, your name cannot be Solo Bliss anymore.
0: (laughs) Should be (laughs) duo (laughs) business. Well, let's see. Let's see. Maybe she's being safe. I mean, Clara is still Clara Ubre, so hey, we'll see. So we spoke a lot about Jamie last week and everything going on with her nephew. By the end of the evening. Jamie had started like a secret GoFundMe for her sister. And I say secret because she said her sister did not ask for this, but she just feels like they need, you know, they need it and it will be helpful. So she's still going ahead to do this. And I chuckled a little bit because I remember what you were saying, just the whole process of posting, asking. And I'm like, hopefully she knows her sister better than we do. But anyways, I took a little break before as of right now it's at uh 15,000. She has raised 15,000 for her sister. So on one hand I hope it is helpful for her sister, on the other if her sister said all she wanted was prayers, I don't I don't know. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I know you
1: know that. I that. Just... if you have nothing nice to say I believe <laughs> not that that's ever stopped me
0: before. Um
3: <laughs>
0: But in this one I'm just going to sit this that one out. That, that 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 that's fine and one last jamie news is she didn't ask me anything and someone asked about her um having a baby she's been trying for a baby and she says she is taking a break from trying for a baby um you guys know i like to follow and see what the maths couples are endorsing our beloved greg is a partner for or he endorses panera which i think is great I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or if I told you offline aid how I hadn't been to Panera for a long time. I hadn't been there in a long time. And then I was feeling under the weather a couple of months ago and I ordered a chicken noodle soup and I was like, oh, my God, where has this been all my life? And then now I'm obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with Panera again. So, yay, Greg. But he was promoting their cinnamon crunch latte. So that sounds like diabetes in a cup, but also sounds so good. But um yeah. And finally, Haley this week is headed to Spain and she's spending a day in Paris. And that's really all I got. Oh, how could I forget? Okay, so one last social media news, but I'll let A do this because Reddit is her is her stomping ground. So <laughs>
1: So someone decided to get on Reddit and first be like, oh, I dated someone on the show, but I'm not going to tell you who. After about four questions, she was like, oh, it's Johnny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can't help it. She
1: was, was, um, she was nice. She did not go on there and trash him in any way, shape or form. Um. I think it's a little weird to go on and talk about your ex, but Tane says that that's what people do because they just cannot resist the urge for a little bit of, oh, I know something you guys don't know. <laughs> yep. Her interesting discussion point was that when they dated, which was four months, um, they were always with his friends. She said they were only by themselves three to four times. And she said his friends are great. They were super nice to her. But yeah, they didn't hang out by on their own very much. <laughs> which tracks with what I said last week, which is I thought Johnny was happy because he was with a group of people and that's where he's at his happiest. Yep. Um, She also basically said, it's very interesting to watch the same issues that you had with someone play out with a completely different person on national television. Like the same, apparently the same issues he has with Bao with like the judging for a main insecurity. And then I think something interesting she said is that he got upset with her while he was breaking up with her. (laughs) Because she didn't give him the reaction he wanted. She was like cool, no emotions. And apparently that wasn't what he was looking for.
0: What do you think of that, Tang? I I think I agree with her. Like I'm kind of glad for her that it gives some kind of validation that it's not you it's them because you know when that happens your friends say it's not you but you kind of question yourself like what well, is it really do i have to work on something but watching this this is validation that he's got the problem and i think correct me if i'm wrong she also mentioned something about him you know breaking her down and you know jabbing at her and breaking down her self-confidence right yes but she also said that he was, like, super kind, super nice, a
1: good person. She really did not go on there to trash him at all. But I think she has a—especially now after she's watched a show, she just has, like, a clear view uh, of who yeah. he is and his issues.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what also what makes it hard to be so— Like, Johnny's a dick, but it's hard to say how big a dick he is because he has that charming— you know happy-go-lucky self but that to me i guess now with more things unfolding makes him more dangerous <laughs> for lack of a better word because <laughs> if he was like bad or mean or evil it's just easier to be like oh you're a chris but he's not quite so
1: oh he has- he's nowhere near no <laughs> i would give johnny that he's nowhere near i think he has issues and you know, we'll we'll delve more into his issues, I guess, as we get to him and bow. Okay. So so that's it for social media.
0: That is it. So uh, are we ready to talk about this episode? We're ready. We are ready. I'll just give a disclaimer that at this point I'm gonna stop being excited by the previews. So they're so misleading and I I should know better, but apparently I don't so I should stop looking forward to stuff.
1: (laughs) I mean, yes. The previews are always misleading.
0: All right. Okay, we'll just get Brett and Ryan out the way. So, (laughs) (laughs) Brett is telling us that she's having warm and fuzzy feelings towards Ryan, and she's excited for their intimacy to progress. So, it looks like they plan on progressing this intimacy through a game day in what looked like the apartment clubhouse. Did you get that vibe too? Yes,
1: The Apartment clubhouse.
0: So she tells us that, you know, from day one, they have figured out that they're competitive freaks. And I'm like, I don't even know how that tracks because apparently she's allegedly scared of everything. So competitive about what? But it looks like they're playing Jenga. But in this case, for every time you successfully pull out a what is it tile brick or that without it toppling over she has cards that have stuff written on them but it's only she's the only one who has the cards because she has written down things that she likes about him and it was a hefty stack too so i'm like good on you for liking that much about him i guess you're like there's not even enough there (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, this was a, t- I, and, like, I remember last season saying I wanted to see people play more games and have more fun. So this kind of fit the bill for
0: that. <laughs> yeah, but they somehow still made it boring, but it was great. Like, I feel like if they were going to do it, she should also have him write things, like make it I think that that's Brett's problem. Brett is trying to and I get it, we're, a lot of women fall into this. You get into a relationship and you want to just give all your all but you forget that you're worthy of it being reciprocated. Like, you just don't have to do the heavy lifting by yourself. So I would have preferred if he wrote down things too about her.
1: It was a very bizarre game.
0: <laughs> um, But apparently Ryan has the same thought that I did because he even said, wow, there's way too many things on here referring <laughs> to the stack of cards. I think he's shocked too. So... Um, when, some of the things that were on the cards were that he's unapologetically himself, and he's like, yep, that's factual. He's driven and work-minded. Um, You always speak your mind, not afraid to speak your mind, and he's been open-minded in this process. She likes his muscles, and she called him level-headed, and instead of this man to just take the compliment, he's like, well, I have to be because you're... And then he's, like, gesticulating like she's kooky, and I'm like, that's not nice, Ryan. Like, <laughs> just take the compliment and don't diss her.
1: He keeps so, on making the observation, but it's very difficult for us because they never show us what he's talking about.
0: Never. Which, And that's where I'm like, the disconnect continues because, again, every time he's in public, like, she's the coolest person, she's so this, she's so whatever. But then he tells us that it is incredibly frustrating for him that he does not have that spark for her yet he says he wants it and he's used to falling in love incredibly fast he says he doesn't want to build her up with words which i thought was a bizarre thing to say <laughs> but build her up with words and reciprocation when he doesn't know where his head is at and he wants this to work more than anything i just think he contradicted himself so you don't want to build her up with words you don't want to reciprocate anything she's doing but you want to build on it? How are you going to build on it when you're not building up the person you want to build with you? Hmm. That's crazy. Uh, hmm. (laughs) That's okay.
1: I I I just just came to the conclusion this episode that he is probably not a bad guy, but he is not into her at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a fraction. And it's the classic married at first sight conundrum. They marry you to someone. You're not attracted to them. They're not your type of person at all. You know you're going to say no on decision day. What do you do for the next eight weeks?
0: (laughs) Yep. These are the people who fall under uh, David from Dallas buckets. Because they're also... More than likely, the people who think if I have sex with you, maybe something will come from it, knowing fully well, probably not. So um, what we're going to see the rest of the episode is all the couples are going to get like a question basket for them to ask questions to get closer. But here's my question for you, A. Dr. Viviana gives this spiel about wanting them, you know, being in love and all that good stuff. Has it always been this way? Because I don't understand this big push, Um to be in love after two weeks. Even though now I'm saying this, I remember Bennett telling Amelia he loves her in the honeymoon. So maybe it has always been this way. But I find myself being annoyed this season with this push for are you in love, are you in love? I'm like, relax. Bennett and Amelia didn't say they were in love on the honeymoon. We thought they did
1: because of a preview. But then it turned out they had gone for a hike like a while after. Um, I... I do think they're they always force these conversations though. Maybe this is a little early in the timeline, but they always do the like here's a list of questions to ask each other. I, I I feel you're correct. Usually these
0: questions come like at four weeks or six weeks, not at two weeks. But even the questions are usually like, you know, things that pertain or help their relationship. This just seems to be focused on being in love. How can I get there? How will we get there? And I'm like, oof. So
1: Anyways. I think they've always asked these questions. Really? Because they're not... I never see it as them forcing them to be in love or asking them if they're even in love. They're they're just asking, like, what will it take to get you there? Like, talk about it.
0: Well, Pastor Cal asked Ryan and Brett last week. um, Asked Ryan, but you're not in love with her yet. And it just seems like there's just been conversations and narratives that are spinning around being in love. I don't know. But I don't know. It's just annoying me this season. But anyways, they get their question basket. And the question is, have you been in love before? Ryan says he thinks so. Twice. But again, weren't we just told and we saw a flashback telling us that he falls in love so quick and he's falling in love. And I mean, it was being facetious, but like in 24 hours, And hasn't he dated all of Houston and its outskirts? Make it make sense, please? I don't know. I don't- The
1: only thing I could think of, which is actually a genius plan, is he's already working on the process of letting her down easy. It's not (laughs) you, it's me. Like, I'm just not capable of being in love.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He has had that plan, remember? Everything that's hurting, all of a sudden, oh my God. But, um, Brett says, you know, she's been in love twice as well for her. Ryan asked the question, what does it take to get there? And she said she needs to feel the reciprocation. She tells him that she's definitely feeling feelings that she wants to feel. Ooh, it's a lot of feel and wants to know more about how he feels. (laughs) And he says, you know, they're on the right path, but they still have a long way to get there emotionally and physically. Brett goes, what's going to make you fall in love? And Ryan is like, I really don't know because I'm still waiting to feel things and that are slower than I anticipated. I don't, but in his past relationship, this happened where he waited too long and the other person was more invested and he came around too late and, and you know, they ran out of patience. And Brett says that, you know, that concerns her because she's not going to be waiting forever I'm just like I'm sick of the seasons disconnect or maybe it's just Brett and Ryan because again how was this an issue in the past how it was slow you fall in love easily so yeah when I watch them I feel like I'm just being set up for the breakup
1: (laughs) and I don't believe I actually believe that both of them have good intentions in their own way. But I both think they're lying. He lies about stuff. She lies about stuff. I don't think she even likes him that much.
0: Yeah. She knows deep down. But she just really wants it to work. But he's one of those people that has to be physically attracted. Like, he doesn't build. But uh, it's just a sham. But... (laughs) Yeah. I respect them for
1: trying, I really do
0: Yeah, You know what, yes, that is true Because when you come from masks That's pretty much all you can do is try so. <laughs> You're like you're giving them too much credit They do at the bare minimum You're all like, look at them <laughs> So yeah, so that's all I have for them for now um, Later in the episode We're going to talk about the barbecue And just talk about um, after the barbecue With all of the couples So we can move on to Michaela and Zach
1: so, Michaela and Zach, our entertaining couple,
0: he comes in, they're on two separate
1: couches, and he hasn't seen her since the housewarming, which was two days ago. And he tells us that he feels like he has to tiptoe around her. He said that he called her to talk, and she texted him back being childish, basically being like, use this number to text me, inferring that he cannot call her anymore.
0: Uh I'm like, Michaela, get your shit together. You just promise. I, I was real
1: dis- like, <laughs> how old are they?
0: 30 and 26. <clears throat> so they sit
1: down to talk and he says they have communication issues. I found that amusing. I feel like people will just use communication issues to gloss over the fact that you have real issues that have nothing to do <laughs> with not understanding the other but have more to do with who you are as people but it gets it gets worse you guys <laughs> there is a parable Zach decides to give us a and parable a parable <laughs> <laughs> <And> a parable <laughs> this is the parable of the bee <laughs> buzz buzz bitch <laughs> He says, it feels like he's sitting under a tree, reading a book. And he took a chance to get married at first sight and the book is a love story. And then a bee comes along and he's like, should I move away from the tree? (laughs) And then another bee comes along, same situation. But he's gonna keep on reading the book. And then the third bee comes along and stings him. He's like, do I need to leave? And the music in that boba was spot on. There was a very brief bitty boop of a clown music. (laughs)
0: <laughs> because Michaela was looking like, what? What is the preacher talking about? <laughs> she wasn't the only one.
1: And um, while I understand his story, it seemed like a terrible way to make a point.
0: It was a terrible, terrible <laughs> analogy. Because I, you're right. I got what he was saying, but I was like, Zach, boo! This is not how to get your point across.
1: <laughs> you know what? I take back what I said. Maybe they do have communication issues. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they do in addition. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> the umbrella of it all.
1: <laughs> um, and Michaela immediately starts getting defensive because I'm starting to see that that is her posture. She's like, You act like I just come in and snapped at you. Like you did something that made me. And it's like, Goodness gracious. Um, so in an interview, she says, Where's the hive? Let's figure that out.
0: Which again This is what Not what I hate This is what I enjoy about these couples To be honest with you Like I see them They look like shit shows But one person says something and it makes sense Then the other says something and it makes sense Because when Zach was giving his parable of the bee It made sense Like yeah like you're getting stung But then when she said Where's the hive let's figure it out That makes sense too Like (laughs) You guys just have issues. I, I'm like, I don't,
1: um, <laughs> I, I don't see where the parable of the bee is gonna move them forward. Um, <laughs> so, Michaela's like, you do realize that this is a new relationship, and we're learning each other. And Zach is like, this is how we handle conflict. We could be brother and sister. We could be friends. He gives a long list of platonic relationships. But he's saying that wouldn't change how we handle conflict. As in the issue is not like, oh, we're married and this is how we're conflict. It's that we're two people and this is how we handle conflict. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So he's saying there's a fundamental difference. And he doesn't know if he can ever get over that. Mm -hmm. And he says in the interview that he's heartbroken. He's sad about how they are. Then he asks her if she has any comments, feelings, concerns. He says it's very disheartening and she agrees with him. He says, How can we fix this moving forward? And asks her what he is doing wrong. Um and she says, You could talk to me. I'm like, but he did try to talk to you and you told him to text you. So
0: <laughs> at this point, Zach put his hands in his head because there's really no response to that. <laughs> She sounds like she's she feels like she's the kind of person that we're like, hey, Michaela, can we talk for a second? And she's like, oh, sure, honey, let's just talk. No, Michaela, that's not how you operate.
1: (laughs) In an interview, she says she wanted to find someone who would be her forever. She would love to have a future with. But knowingly jumping back in, knowing that if she causes any kind of infraction, minor or major, that may be an I don't know about her. I can't do that. But with, with her, it's it's always major.
0: Yeah. Very she well, says she difficult. has to
1: know her spouse has her back, which is code word for I want someone to tolerate whatever I do. Mm-hmm. I'm so not impressed. Mm-hmm. I think I blame Michaela more than I blame yeah. Zach.
0: Absolutely.
1: I don't um, know if that's right, though. I don't know if that's right.
0: Well... Here's the thing, I still stand by the fact that there is something fishy about Zach, like there's something about him that does not exude trustworthy for me, but if gone to head, if I had to pick a side, I am on Zach's side, like at least he's willing to be level-headed, but Michaela is just really being ridiculous, I think is the best word I can use, I, she's just being ridiculous, and on top of it all, she's pulling a Haley and she had her shoes on the couch. Oh, I didn't even see that. <laughs> lucky you <laughs> so grossed out <laughs> i do think though um one last thing that zach is being contradictory because as you mentioned he said that this is a fundamental difference that he doesn't know if he can get past but then he also says i am willing to do anything to make this work those are two very different things
1: mm, you're right they're two different things but i can see sort of <laughs> i can sort of be like this It feels like this is your last chance.
0: <laughs> it, they're saying the words. Neither of them, their actions do not show people who are trying to move past. And both of them are so similar because they're so stubborn. And the guard is like way up at this point with both of them. So I'm just like, how are you going to move past? Uh, I think, but I don't know. I still so think she, they're done.
1: She she comes with her pageant answers, as Tame would call them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: she's willing to think before she acts lies lie. <laughs> verbalize what she needs and just say it instead of internalizing her emotions have we ever seen her internalize her emotions and she's going to hear him out hopefully she answers his phone calls oh, to follow up and make sure she understands what he's saying to her and they
0: smile at each other. And
1: I don't believe a word of what you say Not a word.
0: No, not a one is the best way to say it. Last it's week, sad, though.
1: It is sad, but it's also entertaining. <laughs> 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 so last week when Zach was like, when I'm a, like around you, I get anxious and I get worried. I'm like, I think I feel the same way because I saw the two of them sitting in a bar and I was just like, on edge
0: it I was, was like oh tense. you're going to put alcohol in there <laughs> it was a tense so they're
1: sitting there they compliment the place they say they haven't been to Midtown in a long time a
0: change of scenery will do them good can I talk uh, about the place they were in please Sure. so they're in a place I don't know how to pronounce it Amale it's A-M-A-H-L-E and to your point, when she said she hasn't been to Midtown in a while, I, my first thought was, I wonder where she hangs out. Like, if you're in Houston, Midtown is the place to go for like bars and hangouts and lounges and all that stuff. So, I just wondered where she went. But I have a few friends that have been to have been there, and they said the service is trash. In fact, I have a friend who says she has a pending two-star review on Yelp because it was that bad. But the ambiance is really good, which they did compliment. So if anyone wants to check out the place, if you're there for ambiance, it'll be great. But apparently the service is not so great. Also depending on what day of the week you go.
1: Is there food there? Yes. Cause I messaged someone if they and to ask them if they'd been there and they said they hadn't, but they said African inspired cuisine. So I was like, what does that mean?
0: Hmm. Yeah, this food, and it, it turns into like a club, or at a certain time, they do charge, that is not a part of my life anymore, where $20 <laughs> for men, $10, this is back way back in the day, but um, it does turn into that, and it's a nice outdoor space, like, a lot of my friends have actually been there, because I was just asking a bunch of people who've been there, and they have nice, um like, hookah, it's like a hookah lounge outside, so, yeah.
1: So anyway, at the place, there's a drink. He hands her the drink to take a sip. She's like, I don't like sweet drinks. I was like, oh, God. The whole time, I'm just on edge. Um,
0: (laughs) Because she was on edge, she just had bad energy through the TV, I think.
1: Maybe that's why. I was was internalizing as just my own, like, yeah. (laughs) But apparently, it was because of the way she was acting, I guess. I don't want to put that on her when it might be me and Zach. Um <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Shit. He tells us that he wants to take it slow, going out on dates is good, they can build a foundation to expand on. They pull out their questions too. Um neither of them have been in love. He asks her why. She says the relationship that she thought could be love, he moved to another state. Oh and he God. just looks at her like
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> I truly hate the way she answers questions. <laughs> he
1: says it's because he hasn't met the ideal one if someone didn't check all the boxes he just stopped thinking like that and that's when he gets done dirty by these editors and producers (laughs) so he starts listing his licks i mean listing (laughs) listing his list looks ambitious intelligent adaptable trust honest loyal, and the whole time they're putting them on the screen, as if this is, I don't know, some TV show where we do that, not that. (laughs) (laughs) As the list goes on, Michaela's face is just like, what is wrong with you? And then when you think it's done, they stick in another one, mature. (laughs) And Michaela says it seems kind of stringent. She can do two or three, but she doesn't know about four or five. And she compares it to Tetris. Like, where would one fit in? Mm Mm-hmm. So they ask the question, you know, are you beginning to fall in love? She says a couple weeks ago she was, but then they had their stuff. And he says, well, she says, what about you? And he actually comes back with another question. Well, what about now? And she says, well, she's guarded in the past couple days. But then she says she believes they're truly going to work together. I must admit, I have not lost all hope for these two. I think I've lost all hope for an actual long-term, but I still think they could say yes on decision day.
0: Mm. Be like, Eric and Virginia, yes, because I don't, I don't know how that works. I just feel like this date was terrible. Michaela looked very guarded, and Zach just said all the wrong things, as far as I'm concerned. At some point after he put his list down, he said, when I fall in love, that woman would check all those boxes. I'm like, uh, you're talking to your wife? Maybe don't say that. So I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, the one thing we can guarantee is Michaela is going to have another outburst. Michaela is going to do another childish thing. And Zach just seems really turned off by it. I don't know if she keeps giving him proof that she can't handle conflict. I I just don't see how they get to a place where they both say yes. I, I really don't. That's true. So, yeah.
1: He says that he wasn't happy a couple days ago, but now he can see a path forward. There's a lot of moving forward in this thing. I appreciate that they didn't ever say they were starting fresh.
0: (laughs)
3: Because
1: that drives me crazy. But they are moving forward.
0: I'll I'll, I'll give that to the couples this season. They do try. No matter how bleak it looks, they all want to win at the end. So...
1: So that's it for Zach and Michaela, and now we're going to take a break.
0: And we're back, and we're going to go to Gil and Merla. Um, For their scene, though, we had, like, this—I thought it was weird. For Merla and Rachel, they had a scene together, although you could tell that it seems like Merla actually likes Rachel, But for someone who doesn't like to socialize, I just thought it was weird. Like, she... I couldn't tell, though. Did she go visit Rachel, or did Rachel come to her place?
1: I felt like Rachel came to her.
0: Okay. So, Rachel came... Oh, that's true, because Hype was there, or whatever. So... Merla is asking Rachel about the housewarming, how did it go, and Rachel is telling her that, you know, she wanted to know how Jose was in social settings, and she had two friends who were at the wedding, and one of them has a good read on people, and her opinion matters to her. She says that friend's boyfriend was like, oh, you got a good dude, referring to Jose. And she really liked hearing that. And she got what she asked for, which is a well-rounded person that is kind, social, and they're really in a good place. So Merla tells her that, you know, Gail had to work all day, so she's by herself. And she's not saying it like how Beth from Jamie and Beth would take it. She seems happy that she gets to date to herself. <laughs> so... Rachel asks um, about her ring, the ring that Merla is wearing, and she tells her that, you know, when they work out, she didn't want to scratch up her ring, so um, Gil bought her a plastic ring from Amazon, and sarcastically, she's like, it's a romantic, and Rachel is like, but it actually is, and she tells us that Merla has a good dude, but she doesn't know why she's not admitting it, that that was, and then she tells Rach, uh, Merla again, like, that was a really nice gesture. Merla's, like, <laughs> acting like she doesn't exist. And it's like, well, I told him I want a Cartier ring, so. <laughs> Listen, guys, I know a bunch of people think Merla is rude. She is. But she's also funny as hell. <laughs> That's the
1: truth of the matter. She is very funny, very entertaining. <laughs> if, but if you're looking for the bright side of life, Merla is not where you go.
0: That is not where you go. She will remind you. And uh, you know, I don't have to be married to her. So she's funny. So <laughs> so um, like I said, Dr. Pepper gives her own spill about, you know, growing and growing in love and things you have to do to make it grow. And for some it's slower. And as she's saying the slower, it's Merlin Gill Gilda showing in the background. So she says you have to do romantic things, and you have to talk from the heart, and it was similar to something else that Pascal um, said earlier too. So they received their homework, and Gil asked Merla, how did you know you were in love? Merla says when she wants to be with someone every day, ex- have experiences with them, and get to know, you know, with their, and have a family with them. Gil says, For him, it's when no matter what they do, you're there for them, but, you know, not blindly. Um, I forgot to mention, Gil is sporting a shadow this episode, which is not that bad. He's like a shadow beard and stuff. You look good on him. Did you notice that? No. (laughs) So Merla says she's more of an action person and she needs more action to fall in love For example, Gail says that he loves chocolate chip cookies and she knows for a fact that he does because he eats them every day. So much so that she's getting concerned. And she's like, she loves them too. But she loves the keto ones. And Gail immediately is like, you mean the fake ones? And she's like, no, it's not fake. Like, you know, I'll make them for you. Like, they're the healthier version. Again, he says you're making the fake ones. So, I'm saying this because this is a kind of energy that Gail and Merla has that, you know, it seems like it's banter or they're teasing each other, but it's cute in its own way, I guess. And just kind of makes it seem like Merla does like Gail.
1: Sometimes it's cute, but sometimes it's like, is it cute or is there just like underlying (laughs) tension there? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'm on Gil's side. Like, no one wants your keto cookie. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so the next question was, do you think you're beginning to fall in love? And Marla says, you know, loving someone is a choice. And she's level-headed and not just going to go with her heart. It has to make sense. Um, and she doesn't know how long it's going to take her to get there. I mean, sounds like a perfectly reasonable, you know, ideology to me. Um, the question in addition was how long, you know, do you think it'll take you to be in love? And Gil is like, you know, he's on the route. I don't know why he didn't say on route, but he said he's on the route. He is in the right direction, but he doesn't know how far he is from being in love. So basically they're on the same page there. Like they don't know how long it'll take. So we find out that Merla loves mac and cheese. I don't know why I found that fascinating. Like she talks so much about dairy and keto. I just didn't have on my bingo card that mac and cheese would be something she loves.
1: I love your memory for that. How is <laughs> was someone who was insisting on almond milk on the honeymoon talking about I love mac and cheese? <laughs> and she sure did say I'm dairy free.
0: Yeah.
2: And that uh-huh. mac
1: and cheese is leftovers from Lucille's from their party. There's dairy in there. <laughs> So why were they eating standing up? I noticed they do that a lot. I'm like, don't you have bar stools? And as nice as this apartment is, it doesn't have a dining table.
0: Hmm. It should Aaron. don't they all have the same floor plan? Because um Johnny and Bao have a dining table. No, they don't. They eat at the bar. Johnny and Bao?
1: Yeah, they eat at the bar on bar stools. Hmm. Or not on the bar, at the island, sorry. But yeah, oh, I, okay. yeah, okay, no one gotcha. seems to have a dining table.
0: Yeah, that's what you get when you get a furnished apartment, I guess. <laughs> Wait! Oh, that was the island. I was trying to remember what Michaela slammed the Lysol can on, but it was the island, right?
1: No, no, you're right. They did. They do have a dining table. A maybe drink. everyone okay. does, and they just don't know how to sit down like normal people and eat.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was also thinking of Johnny and Bao when they were having a conversation. I thought they were sitting, but maybe it's the island. Okay, so... Gil tells us that his wife is one of those people that believes that people choose to fall in love and not just magically fall in love. I've said this before. It seems like the men this season are in La La Land. I don't... I'm not, like, a head-in-the-clouds kind of person, so I don't relate to that. Like, who magically falls in love when you're in your 30s? Or who still believes that when you're in your 30s? Like, what the fuck? It's so weird to me. (laughs) So... He's like, it's one of those things that, you know, he doesn't believe that she has, and he doesn't think that she has made that decision. So he wants his actions to show her that he's in this for the long haul. I mean, I guess that's sweet and all. So they're going to bed and he offers to give her a foot rub. And she laughs and calls him weird because Merla cannot bask in a good gesture, even if it's for the sake of it. So she's giving her a foot massage, and this babe she's just scrolling on her phone, doesn't seem moved by it. She tells him that, you know, he usually feels better when I'm tired or my feet hurt. And he's like, do your feet hurt? She's like, no, because I work from home. So I don't, I don't know. She's funny to me.
1: She had a whole story uh, about this on Unfiltered that redeemed her somewhat.
0: Okay. Hopefully. Somewhat being the
1: operative word, because... <laughs>
0: hopefully so um they ask the producers of course ask Merla if she had to rate his foot massage what would it be and Merla is like ah it's a five-ish. so gil says you know with romance she's hard to please but i do want her to feel loved but it is almost impossible but i won't give up i mean in another life really i would think gil is a dream man but i i, 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 I can't i'm can't i don't know
1: I'm just hopeful he's Mirla's dream man.
0: Mm. Tough. Tough one. Okay. So next we have
1: Johnny and Bao. In their opening scene, it seems like he's lint rolling her pajamas. I was confused.
0: Isn't that what it was? That's what I thought, too.
1: <laughs> Why do you need a lint roller on your pajamas? But okay, it's
0: cute. He's Johnny and Bao. <laughs> it's not that strange. <laughs>
1: so the next time we see them they're in the kitchen they're cooking their first meal together and Bao tells us she wants to make sure the meal goes off perfectly this is our first indication or not our first that Bao has some perfectionist tendencies Mm
3: -hmm.
1: she's aware that Johnny doesn't care about food and he would be okay eating dog food but she wants to show him that she can take care of him and do it very well and she thanks him for helping her and that he makes a good sous chef So, there's this whole buildup of Will Johnny like dinner? So, he takes a bite, does a drum roll, and he's like, Yeah, this is good. Like, he's very happy about it. Then they sit there and they have a conversation, and she says, I think we're doing decently well. The other night, you weren't sure you were ready. How are you feeling today? That's key. She asks, How are you feeling today? He says he never expected it to be this hard. Back to Tane. What the hell were these people expecting? He thought we were going to be smooth sailing, I guess, for longer. And he didn't expect the problems to come so fast. And when they encountered it, it scared him because he's scared of everything. That's He didn't say that. <laughs> um, he's never had to be afraid before because usually he's in love when he has to do all this. And he's not in love and he's having to fight for it. And Bao is like, well, I was all in from day one. And he starts to get annoyed. And he asks, do you think that he doesn't feel that way? And and she's like, uh. and he says, you can ask me. So she says, it feels like you waver a little bit. And I can see when you're shutting
0: down.
1: And Johnny is just getting mad for absolutely no reason that I can see.
0: <laughs> it was so wild. I was like, how did Johnny become a dick so fast? Like, even after his stupid tears. He came back and was still a dick.
1: He's all like, you could have asked me. I'm like, she sure did ask you, like, just a second ago. hmm And he says, I just wish that you would ask me more questions. And she says, like, when I try to ask you questions, you get all upset. Like, what is this poor girl supposed to do?
3: Mm-mm.
1: So once again, she asked him the question that he asked her to ask him. I hope you guys understood that sentence. And his response is, I feel like you're being judgy. (laughs) Wild. The whole conversation was a a wild, wild ride. Wild. He says, I feel like you make assumptions. And she's like, but you told me before that you want to duck and run. Mm -hmm. And as to Tane's point, some stuff you don't actually have to say out loud. So she's like, why do you feel the need to tell me that you're ready to go all the time? Mm
3: -hmm. And he's like, so
1: you can understand me. Okay. Mm And then, like, how does that make her feel, Johnny? Because sometimes it's not about you.
0: Sometimes it's not.
1: So she tells him that it doesn't make her feel good. And they talk about having the same arguments over and over. Wow, it was just a
0: really, like, Johnny just looked real dumb. It was infuriating is the word for me. (laughs) Because Johnny was really trying to put it on her. And again, once again, MVP Bao. I don't know how she does this grace under fire. Just calm and answering his, responding to his stupid points. I don't know what the disconnect is. It's you, Johnny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... He ends with, I mean, a little, I won't call it as far as redemption, but he's like, I didn't feel an initial spark, but now he's looking to kindle into something. And that's where he's at, and he'll be there every day until he finds the spark. They have this very weird scene where they're outside on a balcony talking about how they needed this. I feel like that was a mistake, (laughs) because that scene went nowhere.
0: Also, the wind was (laughs) strong. (laughs) Bao's hair was in her face, so... They didn't it was, need it
1: <laughs> it was it was weird maybe they were hot inside who knows so, <laughs> so they sit down for their questions Val was wearing like a robe that I think I want I think it was some sort of animal robe but it just looked very comfortable so they both sit down and they're like have you been in love and they both say yes I don't believe Johnny
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what would it take for you to fall in love Bow says 100% open and honest which I'm like, I don't actually, I don't think you should be saying that to Johnny Bell. I really don't. not <laughs> You do not need any more openness and honesty from him. You need less. And accept each other with all their flaws. And Johnny says emotional attachments, chemistry, sparks. Can't wait to turn off the lights part. And he's hoping that's what we're working towards. I am just very cynical about Johnny. I'm like, oh, so when you guys have sex, then you'll be closer to love? Which isn't crazy, but I just don't trust Johnny anymore.
0: Uh, Johnny's hard for me to read because I hear you. And like I said, it would be easier to go all in on Johnny if he was just like a terrible person. But there seems to be some kind of gentlemanliness about him that I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what it means.
1: Yeah, so Bao says, we'll get there. She says, it feels like middle school. And Johnny says, great. Middle school is where he learned about sex. His parents never gave him the birds and the bees. So Bao asks, well, how did you learn about sex? And he says, hentai. (laughs) Listeners, I was like, I've heard that word, but I knew enough to not Google it. Ah! It's like when it was the army hammer and the cannibalism. (laughs) I would see references to it. And I was like, you know, you shouldn't Google that. (laughs) (laughs) You should just let that come to you on the Twitter feed. But don't go looking for
0: anything. Come on. Live dangerously. So
1: thankfully, a producer asks, what is hentai? And Johnny says it's cartoon porn, but back in the day. And Bao is so amused in an interview. She says, I'm down for anything at this point. She married the dorkiest guy ever. Sometimes she thinks she's so annoyed by how cute he can be. Um, we flash back to them, and like it's very clear that Bao has been enjoying her wine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to just say, like, I laughed so hard at the hentai because, well, it's not TMI. You guys are my friends. My first introduction to hentai was like as a teenager in Nigeria. You have to, um, most of us go to boarding school for high school. So I was there, and then every weekend we get the privilege of watching TV. So some of the people who were in the older classes, it was just playing on TV. Imagine me, like, at 14, just walking by, and I'm seeing animation, and it's not PG at all. I don't know when I grabbed a chair and just sat down with my eyes open, just like, what is happening right now? So it made me chuckle so hard because it was like a memory from when I was younger. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the more you guys tell me about boarding school at Nigeria, I'm like, where was the discipline? Where were the grown-ups? Where was the monitoring? It like,
0: sounds like Lord of the Flies. It wasn't legal, but we, you, like, everything else that you tell people not to do, you just create a black market. <laughs> you make it happen. <laughs> I don't even think I was supposed to be there, but I think everyone else was so fascinated. But, oh my God, now that you said it, it's like watching porn in a group setting. <laughs> oh Oh, man but yeah that's a that's a whole different if you have any nigerian friends who went to boarding school in nigeria just take them out to lunch and tell them to tell you stories like it's just stories for days and (laughs) nights but yeah sorry (laughs) you took me back
1: (laughs) i'm just amazed that you guys had hentai in nigerian boarding school like i'm just my mind is blown oh yeah we did (laughs) Oh, the world is global. <laughs> so Johnny says to Bao, take a big gulp of wine. And then he asks her what it would it take to fall in love? She has a very serious face. And she says more common ground. She thinks they could both benefit from being on the same page more. And that's what she wants. And she says, she's lucky you're my husband. I'm like, I'm so glad. I'm I'm glad that Bao feels that way.
0: Um, Yeah. I think my notes and I quote says Bao truly is the MVP because she's giving him all of the affirmations that I don't think will be able to come out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) at this moment in time.
1: (laughs) Johnny says you have to stop saying things like that because it gets you in here and he like gestures to his heart and she's like do you want to fill the champagne and go to bed and their energy between them was like oh yeah they're going to have sex now. So he takes her by the hand. They go to the rest of the bedroom and they're like, we got to take off the mics.
0: Um, Yeah, it was funny because, first of all, the producers gave us some sex music that was playing and that was hilarious. And I'm like, how awkward for the cameraman that are right there. So you're just standing there. But I would tell you, listeners, I was cheesing. It's been a while since I cheese because maybe I'm a pervert. But just like as much as I like to see people in love, I do like to see people get theirs. And it's just been a long time coming. So I was happy for them that they finally got there.
1: And I feel like Mikael and Zach gave us some, but like Jose and Rachel just kind of told us they had sex, like we had no nothing. no foreplay. Thank you. <laughs> I mean besides them making out in front of everybody all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I get what you're saying. So it was nice to see a couple where we saw the the build up, the origin and then you know.
1: I'm like, all you guys need to do was to get drunk together.
0: <laughs> That's all they needed. Who knew? <laughs> uh, so she,
1: the next morning, she feels optimistic. She's got like the self camera going in the bed. She says she's the big spoon. Magically, the pillows dividing us disappeared. And she feels like it's progress in their relationship. She's worming her way into his heart like a parasite. Oh. And that was she
0: looks. Bu- <laughs> Sorry. Good. <laughs> that was such a bad thing to say <laughs> i don't know how johnny slept through that session though who knows um and she
1: looks at the camera with i don't know how to describe this facial expression and she's like i told you i would do it
0: this well, is t- <laughs> <laughs> she, he has given us that expression a couple of times remember the first time was when the ladies met
1: yeah, this is the one that makes you think that she's like a serial killer or something.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <sighs> so next we see Bao and Johnny, cause Bao has set up this whole like bar night for him in their apartment. There's darts, fried chicken is coming. Um, and she's like super excited cause the night is important cause she planned something on her own. And that's when they tell us that yes, they had sex. Um, and they talk about how happy they are. And they do a bet with the darts. Whoever wins gets to dictate the bedroom that night. And Johnny says that that night is the most fun he's had in his marriage so far. Bow loses at darts. She collapses. And she says she doesn't want to play video games in bed. And I was just like, that's
0: not what I think he was talking about. <laughs> I mean... It could be, but either way, I think that's a good deal. Remember, vanilla sex is not going to ask for anything outrageous, so. they will be good. It was good to see them happy, though. It was good. It was good. I don't trust it for a second. Not one single solitary second. You know, now that you mention it and I've had time to process, I'm now wary because I'll be lying if I say that Johnny's attitude didn't change after they had sex he just seems different like the cat that got the cream no pun intended but now I'm like so are you do you like her like her or is it the fact that you get to have sex with her and you enjoy the sex so I I don't know now because I it's just hard to believe that you had sex and all of a sudden all the problems are gone exactly so yeah you're right it is something not to be trusted about it I would be very happy to be wrong. Very, very yes. happy. Absolutely. That being said, that fried chicken looked good, though.
1: I wondered where it was from.
0: I did, but I couldn't tell. All right. Do you have anything else on them? No. Okay. So, Rachel and Jose. Pastor Cal, if you didn't notice, each of the experts gave some kind of mini speech about falling in love and what you had to do to do it. And Pastor Kyle's was about having to do, have actions or to create feelings. So what is a reality show without goat yoga? Nothing. So Rachel has organized for them to do this. As she tells us that this is what she was looking forward to having experiences. Um, they're having the goat yoga place. It was all baby goats and, and, Honestly, the fact that goat yogurt is a thing is still so mind-blowing to me, but hey.
1: It is part of Instagram culture, where you don't (laughs) do things, to just do them. You do them so that you can have a picture of the thing that you did.
0: So, I'd be too terrified, I don't think. So, Rachel tells us that, you know, it's so crazy that she's never felt as comfortable and close to someone so quickly. And when they're done, she thanks Jose for being open-minded and how this is a good memory they have created. She, um, as he's cuddling the goats, she tells him that she's getting dad vibes from him, and she feels her heart melting. She tells us that she can definitely see herself falling in love with him. Jose tells us that they are falling closer in love each day, but there's still so much to learn about each other. They have disagreements, but all he wants to do is spend time with his wife. It's time for their question segment and, and they ask, what will it take to fall in love? Rachel says, a little more understanding and a little more listening. <laughs> and Jose already has answers coming out his mouth and he, he starts to say, you know, I'm a guy. But then he catches himself and he's like, oh, wait, that's a cop out. And they joke about all the things all the things that he doesn't do. And Rachel was like, oh, is it because you got married that you don't go to the gym anymore and you don't do this and do that? But they laugh about it. So the next question was, what can you actively be doing to fall in love? Um, once again, <laughs> Jose is like, not to toot my own horn, I think I'm already doing all the things that I need to do. <laughs> and then Rachel has a look like, uh, and he's like, well, I mean, I feel like I need to work on listening to you. So Rachel says she definitely thinks that there are communication issues that you know you ask him a question and he's already thinking about the next thing that he's going to say instead of listening. So there's no eye contact and there's no phone. He tells her that he knows he talks a lot and Rachel quickly says, "You know, I love that and I'm not going to complain about that." Jose tells us that he struggles with listening because he is a man So he hears, but he doesn't listen, so. But he felt like the whole time Jose was trying to make excuses
1: (laughs) and explain himself, like he knows he's wrong the whole time.
0: (laughs) He really easily could have just said, I could do better and then just (laughs) leave it at that, but no. I was gonna say something I'm surprised that hasn't come up is his religion or him being religious because in the intro package we we got a bible, we got a cross, we got a scene in front of the church and that hasn't come up at all. I don't know where Rachel stands when it comes to faith and religion.
1: I assume they're good because if they had any differences, we would have had to listen to it by now.
0: Okay. So, Rachel says that, you know, she has been in love before, but it was a but she's not sure, but it was a feeling that she'd never had. Jose says he'll say no in hindsight. But looking back at it, he couldn't get past the fact that she had kids, and he <laughs> did not. And I quote, "He did not want to be inserted in that situation." I'm like, "Screw! Excuse me. <laughs> when did you find out she had kids? <laughs> like, didn't you know that before you became a uh, a boyfriend to the person?" And then for it to get worse, Rachel is like, how long were you together? And he's like, oh, for about four years, more than four years. What the heck is going on? <laughs> and then, he's like, yeah, so I think I'll just call it a strong like. Rachel was like, a uh, strong like? He said, yeah, quite frankly, I just could not see myself married to her. And his facial expression, to me, looked like he could hear all the things coming out his mouth. And he's like, Damn, I'm an asshole.
1: <laughs> I I'm probably in the minority here. I didn't think what he was saying was that bad. What? Depending on the age, if you've never dated anybody with kids before and you do it for four years, you probably should have figured it out a little bit earlier. But I could see as the years go by and situations come up, you're just like, nope, I don't wanna I I don't wanna do this
0: ah uh, if he had said they dated for one year maybe could see that but four years i i know you had to have no he said it himself i just could not see myself being married to her you you always know like it doesn't take you that long to know if you want to be with someone or not so i you know
1: I would always love to hear the other side of the story because I'm like, you were with this guy for four years. He never said I love you and you stuck around. <laughs> like, I just you got to hear the other side to get a full picture. So I'm just going to let him skate by on this one.
0: I think he said I love you. I think his answer was in hindsight. I don't think it was love, but he thought it was love. But now he's downgrading it from a hurricane to a tropical storm and it was just a strong light. So I think he did say, I love you. But then again, you know, we do crazy things. I don't know if you've ever read the book. Um, Maybe you should talk to someone with Lori Gottlieb or whatever. But it's a, okay, I recommend that. But it's a nonfiction book where she starts seeing a therapist. She's a therapist, but she starts seeing a therapist because she broke up with her boyfriend of... I don't want to put i i want to say 10 years but that's wrong but the reason they broke up is because she had a kid and he's like i don't want to have i don't want to be with someone that has a kid when she went to the therapist she wanted him to prove that you know he was wrong he was whatever but eventually the work is the therapist proved to her that she knew all along that he didn't want kids because you think of situations that come up like when her sister comes with their kids he goes His sister comes with the kids. He goes to check in in a hotel. He doesn't want to go to the kids' games. He doesn't want to go. She's. Like, he's like, there's no way you did not know. <laughs> but you chose to put your head in the sand and act like you know you didn't know, and now you want to act surprised. Like how could you say you didn't want kids? So you might have a point, and you probably have a point is what I'm trying to say. But Jose is still an asshole. <laughs> okay. So. Rachel wonders how long um, it will take him to fall in love with her. Um, So then the next thing is, like, you know, we've talked about it. They're making them plan special dates for each other. And Jose asks, you know, what the one thing she doesn't have that she's always wanted. And then she says a Porsche. And that made me laugh, because what kind of question is that? Don't make me guess. Just tell me. So (laughs) the answer apparently was coasters, And instead of him just buying coasters, like she said, she said she would have just gone to Target. He had this idea that they had these little box things and then they had Scrabble tiles and then you write things. I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't cute to me, I guess.
1: Do you think that Jose
0: really came up with that on his own? I actually do. You think he's crafty like that? I I don't. Oh, God, Age, you just made me question myself. (laughs) Maybe he is. It's a revelation. But I was just like, you
1: really came up with this all by yourself. No producer helped you. Not even anybody at Michael's or Joanne's helped you out with this. Because I cannot, maybe I'm just underestimating Jose. Because I was like, I would never think of a craft like that.
0: That is, I mean, hey, Rachel was like, listen, I would have just gone to Target and got coasters. (laughs) It looked like like fun, though. Yeah, it did. I just thought it was corny. This Merla is getting to me. But um, then Jose brings up her cheating. I was wondering when he was going to bring that up. And she's like, yeah, that happened in my eight-year relationship. And it happened in year two. You know, I went out with the girls. And I ran into someone from my past. She, at, at this point, Jose has cut her off like three times but she's patient and she didn't say anything. And then she's like, you know, but I was forgiven. And what she learned, she learned very well not to put herself in certain situations. And Jose, who's doing an awesome job in listening, interrupts her and tells her that his brother-in-law put it best. If you go to the barbershop enough times, you'll end up with a haircut so deep.
1: I just feel like there are multiple ways to like make that point,
0: and the barbershop one is not the best one. Not the best. It should not even be an option. Cause I'm like, uh, that's it. Cause I haven't thought he was gonna say something deeper. So he tells us that as they get closer, he needs to know that he won't get cheated on again. Are these people in their thirties for real? Because Jose, no one plans cheating. I mean, maybe some people do, but it just kind of happens. <laughs> like, sits down and makes a playbook you know in year one I'm gonna wait it out and two I'll go out and cheat no so he says he hates to say it but wants a cheater always a cheater but hey she's a different woman now and if it happened to him he won't forgive her we know that sir
1: but why are you what? so mad at him for saying that
0: oh no I'm not mad at him for saying that he won't forgive her but I'm just like he sounded like, it's almost like he thinks that the boyfriend that forgave was a chump. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's on you, buddy. But the one thing I have learned in life, though, is never say never will always embarrass you. You don't know what you're going to do in any situation. And that's the God on this truth. So sometimes when people say things with finality, and that's not to say people don't have their ground or anything, but you just don't know. But the way he said it, he said it kind of smugly, and it was just kind of like, he was annoying me at this point. That's the God on honest truth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, if Mirla, not Mirla, if Rachel was in an eight, year relationship and we do the math on her age now the relationship like she was incredibly young yes (laughs) when this thing happened I I would say no older than probably like 21 and maybe it's because I'm old now but I'm just like it's not that big a deal yeah I don't think it says something about her personality she wasn't maybe I'm just underplaying cheating but I'm just like it's just not that big a deal I don't I don't think as a woman in her 30s married That's the same person who cheated however many years ago that was.
0: Yeah. And everything is like sometimes circumstantial, I guess, you know? So I don't know. So he asks, (laughs) we thought it was done, but no, 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 it wasn't done. He suddenly asked her about how he can trust her with Girls Night. I understand his worry. No, trust me, I understand his worry. (laughs) But I'm just like, so now you think if she's gonna cheat, it's specifically going to be during girls' night? Like, it it just didn't make any sense. I'm just like, people have cheated in all under different circumstances. Like, it's either you trust or you don't. And I'm glad that Rachel was just like, I don't know what to tell you. You're just gonna have to trust me. I, (laughs) there's nothing else to say. I think what I
1: see is right now they have a lot of emotions with zero foundation. So Uh, (laughs) I'm not that mad at Jose for being like, oh my God, girls night." He, at the end of the day, he does not know her, (laughs) but he has a lot of feelings for her. And he does not want her to cheat on him.
0: (laughs) Fair. But then he should have just been like, how can I trust you? At all. But not, how can I trust you with girls' night? Oh, that's fine. I'm not going to go to girls' night. But you know what I'm going to go? I'm going to go to happy hour with my coworkers. Is that going to protect you? No. So. <laughs> no. I, I no, let, let me Let me not be so harsh. I think it was just everything he was saying before that was just pretty annoying. But I think, I do think personally that this season, we have a lot of, I'm trying to think of who's the last person, Except Ryan, funny enough, I do think that we have insecure men this season. Okay. And I think it's playing into it. And that's fair if you know someone's cheated. But like you said, if we're doing the math, it had to have been a long time ago. Some people were like, Haley said she was in a how many year relationship? She was, what, 17 in high school? (laughs) I mean, that doesn't count. So just get the information, figure it out, and just go based on what you know about her now i think my assumption is if you decide to go on maps you're already doing something risky you have to be willing to throw away some of the things that you're coming on to show with and just allow things to grow but hey we're human beings at the end of the day so um yeah that's all i have for them so then we go to jose's barbecue
1: (laughs) um Rachel is standing outside Jose's house and she says this could be their possible annual barbecue they do this thing where they like text to invite everybody but basically the whole crew goes to Jose's house for a barbecue
0: did you notice that we didn't the only reaction we didn't see was Michaela and Zach we saw everyone else get the text message except them oh
1: no I didn't notice that Um, I wonder if it's because they were probably off doing something separately because they're there, They're, <laughs> they're
0: barely together except
1: <laughs> for filming. Who knows? Um, so, Mirla and gil
3: arrive
1: <laughs> Mirla wait. is our uh, comedic relief this season. <laughs> <laughs> Mirla tells us she doesn't go to barbecues. And you're just like, who says that? <laughs> like, I've never heard someone say they wholesale do not attend... Very generic events that are bound to happen every summer, like, and in Houston even longer because the weather's really nice. She says she's been to one in the three years she's lived in Houston. She doesn't like going to people's homes. I'm like, what? She's not extroverted. She's excited to see all five couples together. (laughs) <laughs> but she won't be coming back to their house in the middle of nowhere. <laughs>
0: that was rude, but it was funny
1: <laughs> it's very it's very Houston. You know, the people who live central to Houston they're their one of their activities is complaining about people who live in the suburbs because the suburbs are far. It's the same way that people in the d c area, how Virginia people feel about going to Maryland, and vice versa.
0: <laughs> is this the house that's in Pearland?
1: No, I think okay. this is his other house that he lives in. The house in Pearland is the, one of, the, like, investment property or something. Okay. But I don't know where his house is. I assume that it's near NASA, which would be, like, League City or somewhere like that.
0: Oh, okay. Did you also catch Ryan's joke about Michaela? That maybe she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it shows that we're missing stuff, because how does he know about it?
1: Oh, Zach is on the group chat, or he's talking to someone. <laughs> Telling about (laughs) what Michaela's done lately.
0: (laughs) Ryan was funny.
1: I wonder what Ryan would be like if he was with someone who actually brought out his personality. Like, he seems funny.
0: Yes, he does. He seems like he could be fun. And this is just a casualty of not feeling Brett.
1: (laughs) Um, We see them all sitting inside at the barbecue. That part did throw me. I was like, why are we all inside at the barbecue?
0: Mosquitoes.
1: (laughs) Everyone thanks, Jose, for hosting. Gil, the TV host, starts his duties.
3: I'm over it. Like, stop.
1: (laughs) I I just know that Gil is being put up to this by the producers, and he's just the one who's most game. I actually don't think he's as annoying as it sometimes comes off.
0: That's what you think.
1: If someone knows differently, let me know, but I, I truly believe that. Gil asks everybody about falling in love and he tells everybody that he believes he's going to fall in love. Zach is giving him side eye. <laughs> <sighs> Johnny says that the love card with the questions was good. It was one of the most beautiful things because it moved them and sparks that they hadn't had since the wedding night came back and it rekindled the flame. Someone asked Gil if he's been kissed. He says no. He says the short answer is no. The long answer is no. But the affection has increased. The cuddling, the hugging, he was able to touch his shoulder. <laughs> Mirla says a little shoulder action. Reminds me of Sister Act, you know, a little shoulder action. <laughs> Don't remember. Everybody laughs at Mirla and the shoulder action. In an interview, Brett says it makes her think that they might be behind. It seems like everybody else is having more intimacy and more communication. Zach asks if anyone has said they're in love. Then they do a whole thing about who's going to be the first to say that they're, I love you. Um, Johnny and Bao are voted on by the group as the first to say, I love you. And then they're like, no, no we got to go to individuals. So Zach says, Mirla Michaela says, Jose. Johnny goes with Gil. Ryan says, Bao. She has a formula and a spreadsheet. Back again, Ryan seems to know these people very well. <laughs> very well. That was funny, too. Bao puts it on Johnny because she is Bao. Jose says Johnny, too. And Johnny's like, no pressure. Brett says Johnny, too. (laughs) And then the editors come in again to show Johnny with a target, like an overlay of a target. And Johnny says he doesn't drop the L word lightly. Then they split up into some strange groups. But I think the group actually worked.
0: I agree. I think it was good that they didn't do the whole gender thing. I think it was good that it was, like, a mixed.
1: Yeah, and I feel like they can do that because, once again, these people really get along. Yeah. I wonder if those were, like, the best friend groups that they have picked up on, like, these are the people who are closest or something. Yeah. So we have Rachel, Michaela and Bao. Rachel's like, everything's good, but Jose talks a lot. And then they flash to Jose outside with Gil, Merla, and Brett talking a lot. And it's one of those things where they don't even care what he's saying because they just show strings of him talking and then edit in more strings of him talking to convey (laughs) to us that he just does a lot of talking. But then he says that something he struggles with is listening. Rachel says, overall, things are good. He treats her well. And the love word is right there. But she's not sure she should say it. But Pastor Cal says to say it if you feel it. Bao says Rachel and Jose are too much she's nicknamed them rosé wa, wah moi. i can't even do that like can, can, do can you do that? wait you know, what was it First she was like was it her or something
0: that was like what oh mwah, 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 mwah. are we really here trying to figure out how to walk
1: <laughs> they should. This is like at least the third or fourth time where they love to show the clip package of Rachel and Jose just not being able to stop kissing in front of other people. <laughs> and it's like, it started off as cute and maybe it's because they just showed it in a package, but I'm like, this is, if I had to hang out with these two, I would be so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, but Bao says, love them, love that, rose. Michaela tells her group that they went so hard and so fast. Then we go to Zach with Johnny and Ryan. And he's like, with that same intensity, when we hit a low, it's like the rose colored glasses are snatched off your face. We really like each other and we really want to be married. And then Michaela, back to her, she's like, he's so phenomenal. And then Zach says that the blow ups and the knee jerk reactions. <sighs> Bao and Johnny have had their ups and downs too. They realize they don't know each other and they could both be dominant. Johnny says that they match on core values. He knows he's focused on nitpicking.
0: I think the thing that blows my mind is that you think that these men are like God's gift to earth. So I'm not quite sure why they're expecting the world without giving any grace. It's very surprising. That's an interesting observation.
1: But each thing with Married at First Sight is like, and that's why you're still single in your mid-30s. <laughs> How can you go through life just being like, I got to find the per Like, all of them have the same problem. Zach and Johnny, I feel like, especially. Yeah. This perfect woman that they think they're going to find. The flip side of that is I feel like Married at First Sight could be the thing that turns the corner on them. It's where they realize, like, oh, the perfect is not out there. Like, here's a really good match that someone found for me. Maybe I should make this work.
0: Mm. Has that ever happened, though?
1: <laughs> just let me hold on to my hope. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Johnny says that they've that he and Bao have had a couple of good days. They've turned a corner and they just need to keep on having more good days. Ryan says he told her about his past and I made it sound all like mysterious or whatever. And it's just that, oh, he waited too long to be in love with people, which is like Tane said, a contradiction. And he's waiting for a spark. So we flash to Brett and her group, and she's telling them that she doesn't even know if he likes her. And she's frustrated. He's waiting for a feeling that he doesn't have. Gil laughs. Um, flash back to Ryan, why can't that be a thing? He doesn't know if he will ever get to that point. And I'm like, no, I don't think he will. <laughs> and then Brett, back to Brett, she's like, you have to try. You can't sit back down and wait for our feelings. You have to do things to create those feelings. And I will give her that. I think she's doing those things. Because once again, I don't think she likes him that much. Yeah. But she is putting her all into this and not getting a whole lot back.
0: Agreed. And she knows it deep down inside. Just like he knows deep down inside he's never going to get there. And it's, it's actually very interesting to be like... Who is acting correctly
1: here? Like, if you know it's going nowhere, then maybe, like, acting like it's going nowhere is a good use of your time. Opposed to her putting in all this effort for someone who's really not worth it.
0: Yeah. True that. So
1: Ryan lies through his teeth and says that he'll need more conversations.
0: (laughs) He doesn't want to say what he means is sex.
1: And, you know, there was a time when I would think it was sex, and maybe I'll be proved wrong later, but I actually don't believe that.
0: I think he was just waiting for decision day so he can get away from her. Because he keeps saying physically and emotionally, so. You're right. (laughs) But I think that I believe, though, that they'll never have sex. That's due to um, Brett. Because you're telling me Brett comes now and says, let's get it, he's going to be like, oh, no. I don't want to lead you on. No, he's going to have <laughs> sex with her and say, Oh, I thought it would bring us closer, but there was still no spark. So, so that was it for me for the barbecue. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Did you notice that Gil and Merla Gil was rubbing on Merla the entire time? They're very affectionate. Missed it completely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was rubbing on her shoulder the entire time. Shoulder action, baby. Um, and my last observation was like, I'm sure Michaela hates these group gatherings because she has to gather what PR statement she's gonna have to say <laughs> this time. And the shutdown is not just for Zach. I think Michaela is shut out of this. This is not what she envisioned. Like, compare the Michaela of the first few episodes to this. It's just like a there's a there's a wall-up, it's just guarded. Hmm. She's not as boisterous as except when she's fighting, but she's not like, you know, even when she's with the ladies, she she looks like she's holding back.
1: Do you think that's because she wants to portray a certain image or uh, because she's disappointed by the experience? Which do you think it is? Both.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, yeah. I think when you don't know how to act when things are not going good, but I also don't want to come out here and spill my business would have to find that medium so I can't be me because things just aren't good. So, well, let's follow up with the couples after the barbecue. So we start with Michaela and Zach. She
1: comes in and he says, I've arranged for a cooking class for us virtually. So they're going to lessen in cooking because apparently both of them don't know how to cook. <laughs> It starts with them boiling pasta, and they don't know how much water to put in the pot. I hate to be one of those people. I'm no five-star chef myself. But how do two grown people not know how to make pasta? Because they like eating out. I don't know. That's what they say. I'm like, you never had the Kraft box of macaroni and cheese that every child in America has? That should teach you how to cook pasta.
0: I'm with you. There's directions on the box. (laughs) We're in the internet age. There's Google (laughs) <laughs> By that I mean Google, I I, I don't know.
1: Um, they, they're they making some sort of shrimp scampi and she's supposed to season the butter sauce and she puts too much seasoning because she don't know how to cook. <laughs> Neither does he. <laughs> uh, so they make shrimp scampi. It seems pleasant enough. Once again, another couple who does not have a dining table nor any chairs to sit out while they eat their food. So they eat standing up. This is clearly a personal issue for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. It doesn't bother me. I didn't even think I noticed.
1: I-, I would actually take you eating on the couch over eating standing up. I'm like, why would you? It seems very uncomfortable. I, I don't enjoy that. <sighs> Any thoughts on those two cooking together and seeming to have a decent enough time?
0: I don't want to say the same thing again. It just seems fake to me. It doesn't seem natural. I know what they're saying. We're in a good path. We're but. Both of them just seem controlled. No one's being their real self to me.
1: But they are spending time together, and they are trying. So
0: yeah, they get them. half a, half
1: a <laughs> half, they get half a point for that. That's it for them. The I mean, they're currently the lost cause couple. So let's see if they can turn it around next week. Yeah. So that's it for Zach and Michaela, and now we're gonna take a break.
0: And we're back. So, Merla and Gil go to dinner at Toulouse. Any thoughts on that? Have you been there? Do you know people who have been there?
1: I have not. Have you?
0: No, I have not.
1: Although, based on their visit, I think it'd be a good place to go.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. Make sure you have money like Merla and not Gil. <laughs> and... You know, Gail asked her if she has been here before and she says the first time she was here was because she saw a blogger post a picture of a drink and the glasses had Chanel number five and she just knew she had to be there. Listen, let me be fair. When I make fun of these people for having these fairy tales in their thirties, I think I feel the same way. I think in her intro package when I was like, Oh, she's very into, taking pictures or saying she wants to look like JLo it's hard for me to comprehend when you're in your like 30s and you still think that way because I associate it with being young so when she was saying like oh my god a blogger had this I had to drink this and it just reminded me of my initial thoughts about Merla it's just a little childish to me I'm not judging it's just my you know first impressions I don't agree <laughs> I follow some people. They go places. If the place looks cool, I'm like, oh, I want to go there, too.
1: Do I end up there? Sometimes not really. But in my mind,
0: I'm going there very soon. <laughs> no, I get that part. Because trust me, you know, sometimes it helps. Like, if I'm going to travel somewhere, it's easier for me to go to a blogger if they've traveled somewhere and they have the experience. But when you say, oh, they posted a drink because they had Chanel number five, it just seems a little, yeah, I don't know what the word is. But yeah, yeah. So Gil says, okay, so if it was the same drink with a different name, like knockoff number four, it wasn't funny because this is broke boy Gil again. Would she <laughs> like it? And Merler is like, no, I would not like it. And Gil is like, oh, can I have uh not four knockoffs? I'm like, what? Gil, give it a rest. So... Marilla said before Married at First Sight, she always envisioned bringing her husband to a place like this because she likes getting dressed up and looking cute together. I don't know if this adds more context, but again, it's all that optics thing. That's all what I meant earlier in, like, my thing about Marilla. It's not about, oh, this is a nice place I'd like to eat. This is where It's just like, what would look good in my whatever aesthetic in my head? So... We see Gil take pictures of her and then she tells him, Oh my God, you have to do a boomerang. I love boomerang. Gil is all bewildered by it all. (laughs) It was kind of (laughs) funny, but he did get a Moscow meal, which is my drink of choice. But yeah, she mentions that, you know, they can just do a cheers and she just wanted to have a companion to explore the city with and enjoy the city with. She asked him if they can come to spots like this to have dinner and Gil is like, yes. And Merlas like, what's that about? Why was he drawn out? He's like, well, I like the spot, but it's way too bougie for my taste. <laughs> Expensive. <laughs> and he is not a big <laughs> fan of eating out. Oh. And so I posed this question back to him because he asked Merla, if it was named something else, would you come here? If money wasn't an object, would it still be too bougie for you, Gil? Because honestly that's just what I think it is. If it's not a big deal, it's a nice place, you like the place. what is the big deal in coming out to dinner? i I I, I don't know it was the price of dinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know we really we made a mistake here. i'm I'm gonna rectify it though since we're okay. here. I'm gonna go look up the rest the <laughs> the prices for this place <laughs>
0: uh, find see out the how price bad of my they actions. are. Oh, Find it's the River price Oaks. Price. <laughs> you, you already know. <laughs>
1: it's a River Oaks. Oh, Lord. And there's one in Dallas and one in Play. No. Okay, let's look at the menu. Let's
0: see if this place even lists
1: the price on the menu. That we'll know.
0: <laughs> Market price.
1: <laughs> okay, So I'm looking at the menu and... Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay, there is a platter. Yeah, this place is expensive as hell. Like, there is, like, well, it's not expensive as hell. It's just, you know, we got some lobster, a full pound is $42. Like, an appetizer tray is $70. I mean, the salads are, like, $22. The place is not cheap, but it is not that expensive. Like, you could get out for $100, no drinking. Do you consider that super expensive?
0: No. i I mean if you're gonna go out somewhere nice like you might as well go somewhere nice to eat and enjoy everything it has to offer i i don't know like i i say this all the time you can't have an issue with everything even when you have an issue with it is that the hill you want to die on let it be so if you claim you like this place like you do you know you have a wife that has nice taste what is the big deal tomorrow I like to cook my house I like to cook my own food we all do well we don't all do but still it's just a lie though Gil this is is not about cooking your own food
1: it's it's too expensive for your budget and I just don't I I would prefer the conversation is about okay we're gonna do this who's gonna pay like (laughs) if you want to go to these dinners every weekend you're gonna have to pay sometimes Myrla and I think she would
0: be fine with that I think I think so (laughs) Because for her, it's about someone to do it with. So, well, Merla asked him if when he says um, he's not a big fan of eating out, Merla asked him if he's not going to take his wife out on dates like brunch because she likes brunch. Gil says, so you want to do brunch every week and dinner? She's like twice a month. And he said that's a lot.
1: Mind you, you got married at (laughs) first sight. You have never had to take her out on a date. This is the same thing that happened last year with Vincent. What? Like, you guys need to do the dating phase. You, you're going to need to go out on dates.
0: My thing is, like, thank God they got married at first sight. Because I'm like, how would Gill have paid for a wedding? <laughs>
1: <You're> <laughs> saying, Maybe Mama would have paid for the wedding. I don't know. Oh, man. But he would, this is the problem. He would just, if, let's just say they were planning a wedding he would do what he always does, which is sit there and talk about how expensive everything is. And they never show the follow-up conversation in which I think Merla probably says, okay, I'll pay.
0: Yeah. And you know it's disingenuous. Merla says the thing that would make her fall in love is for him to be her brunch husband. And I'm liking Merla, but I have to say that that was not the best answer (laughs) to say that you just want a brunch husband.
1: So, Gil says, um, his Have quality- you heard the term brunch husband before? Because I have not.
0: No, I haven't.
1: Okay. So, Mirla made this term up. I just wanted to confirm that.
0: Which just makes it even more terrible. <laughs> because It's just like you just want someone to go to brunch with you. That's a man. So, Gil says his quality time is different and it's not about going out to dinners and stuff. He's okay going out here and there, but he'd rather cook his food. And he asks, why she picked this place. Um I thought she had mentioned earlier that she picked it because a blogger had a pretty drink and that was why, but she answers again and said it had a pretty drink and now when it's come here. And he said, "Did you think that I probably wouldn't like it because for him to continue on this path, he needs consistency and he needs to feel wanted and not just feel like she wants to be married for married's sake and that they're aiming for love?" He doesn't want to be a silhouette with a ring and once again mentions that he wants to feel wanted. He tells us that he doesn't want his wife to just see him as a brunch partner and he tells her that if this is what she really wants then she needs to show him and Merla just digs her heels in and says I want you to really have brunch with me. (laughs) But I think that's editing (laughs) because (laughs) even for Merla that is a lot. Oddly enough, listen, I
1: I think what I find frustrating about Gil is that he uses other things to cover up for his insecurities.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually agreed with him. Yeah. I could understand why at this point, and sort of like the thing she's saying in this conversation, he could feel like not very wanted. Like, I'm sorry, they haven't kissed. <laughs> like, yeah, That is a problem for him. She's talking about, well, I want to go fancy places that you cannot afford. And in his mind, I think it's a legitimate concern to be like, do you want to be married or do you want to be married to me, Gil, the person who I am?
0: Yeah. I agree. I think he had a point. Um, I think putting everything aside of whatever I feel for Gil, I do think that Merla does, does have an optics problem. Merla likes for things to look a certain way. And everything she mentioned was not unique to him or personalized to him. It was about, I want a brunch husband. I want someone to do this with. I want someone to whatever. But he's mentioned before in a previous episode, that means it doesn't have to be me. It just has to be anybody that they could have matched with. So, yeah, he has a point. I think that
1: she could do so much better at expressing things. Or making him, be, like, I think Marla might be a little bit self-centered. Yeah, she is. So, yeah, uh, it was, I feel that like they had a bad week. <laughs> to end on that note, that's a bad week.
0: Yeah, she just needs to come out of her shell more. Show him that she likes him if she does. And just try to come out of herself. Because, yeah, there there is a lot of talk about what she wants what she wants to do and yeah but they need to meet in the middle for him even if it involves brook boy tendencies but she has to meet him somewhere in the middle
1: i actually find it fascinating how they still can't have good quality conversations about money (laughs) and its presence in their lives I can't believe they sat through that whole dinner and him making fun of her for wanting the Chanel number, whatever. And, and really all it was about is that it's an expensive-ass restaurant that he cannot afford. At least yeah. not as much as she wants to go there.
0: Yeah. And he just needs to stop with the digs. It's either at this point you accept it or you don't. Like, I, you can't keep bringing it up every single time. All right.
1: Anyway. to Bao and Johnny. So... <laughs> They, they, they have an interesting little activity. They have a lot of activities this um, this episode, actually, now that I think about it. So they once again have to bring up this, this ghosting business that I truly never want to hear about again. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I actually will give Johnny points for this because I'm annoyed about hearing it, but he seems to really take it seriously that he to her. Mm -hmm. And he says he has to rectify it and he's not proud of it. And when it's come up before, he always seems like sheepish and embarrassed. This is actually a sign to me that he does actually like Bao. because he feels like he missed out on something. But okay. So he says they have to create their own art exhibit. So they do one of those like painting things. People, I did one of those. I, I was I was basically humoring someone who wanted to do it. And upon reflection, I'm like, wow, you were really an asshole about that. (laughs) (laughs) you know when you show up to something and you're just like this is stupid um that's how I felt about it um so Bao is getting a little perfectionist about the picture and he just wants her to relax he was getting on my like it's very funny I think they could both stand to like just go with the flow a little bit more but I'm like why are you so mad at her for wanting the picture to come out right like his reaction felt disproportionate
0: yes because okay my interpretation is that it just goes back to how he is now that they've had sex and he's just like please don't ruin anything that's gonna stop us from having sex tonight he's just tunnel visioned and he also blames her for things that he's guilty of like you just said i think they're both particular people but he seems to get on bow for being particular when he's like one of the most particular people we have on the show hold up a mirror
1: my friend and he's just like, we got the lights flickering and the Prosecco flowing, and she's just so concerned on painting it right. And he acts like, he's like, oh, it's very task oriented and she's strictly business. And he makes it sound like Bao doesn't know how to have fun. I'm like, were you guys not just doing bar night like two days ago, however long? Like, what are you talking about?
0: I mean, and then when she starts to enjoy herself, my dude's going to be like, you're too giddy, and it's childlike, and it's a turnoff. I don't know. Johnny has issues. <laughs>
1: um, But like you said, he wants to get some tonight, so he gets over his issues, and they do end up happy with their paintings, and she's happy with her painting, although she does stare at it and point out the imperfections. Um, But they're, like, hugging and stuff at the end, and they're clearly going to get it on tonight. Um, which is all Johnny probably cared about to begin with. <laughs> what did you, what, any thoughts on their painting exercise?
0: No, that was it. I mean, just everything else that I said was just, she's intense. This is not news. You should know it. You live with her for two weeks now. Get over it. Anyone you're with is not going to be perfect. So you just kind of have to learn to live with it. Or laugh about it.
1: Yeah. You don't have to get all spun up. But anyway, that was Johnny and Bao for the episode.
0: (laughs) All right. So our final couple for Rachel and Jose after the barbecue, it looks like they did not go back to the apartment. They stayed in Jose's house and Rachel has the camcorder and she's telling us that last night they were on the couch watching TV and it felt right. So she just said, I love you. And now it's awkward because he didn't say it back. And then she laughs and she's like, just kidding. He said it back like I knew he would. And then you could hear Jose in the background saying, hey, it was not instant. It took a hot minute for me to say it back and all that good stuff. And then she tells us that, you know, she woke up this morning and she still loves him. And then Jose said, and I love her too. And it was cute. And that was it. (sighs) Ah,
1: <sighs> it was cute. It was nice to see them saying I love you. But like I said, they've only known each other for two weeks. Oh, well. <laughs> I actually, you know what? Of all the couples, I am most hopeful about Rachel and Jose.
0: Man, I- I'm still shocked about it. Like I said, I let it go and I stopped holding my breath, but I'm so surprised.
1: I don't understand, though, why they're not getting the... um. The good edit. I think that's a like I'm I'm a little surprised by it. Wait, you think they're not getting the good edit? I think they could get the better edit than they have. They still get thrown all of these like weird monkey wrenches when I'm like, this is the golden couple of the season. Why are they <laughs> not getting the golden couple edit?
0: Okay, I see what
1: you're saying. Yeah, interesting. All right, guys. Tane, who has your bouquet for the week?
0: So I was going to give my bouquet to Rachel and Jose, but I had to drop Jose and I'm going to give it to Rachel. I'm giving it to Rachel because she is open, understanding and accepting of Jose. Um, when, you know, he talks a lot, he cuts her off. He has all these rules. She doesn't see, she just accepts him for he's a human being. He has flaws and I still like him, love him in spite of it. And also for being bold enough to say, I love you first. I don't know. I would never say I love you first to a man. But, yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, Aid, who has yours?
1: I still, I'm going to give it both to Rachel and Jose. That's who has mine. I actually have a lot of respect for Jose for the talking thing and just acknowledging that he has a problem. Mm. He does lose a flower, though, for the stupidity about the frickin' toothpaste.
0: (laughs) You know... It was a conscious choice for me not to mention that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you I guys are like, bored with it because it just, yeah. you know, Tane and I are on opposite sides and I am just so annoyed by people who are just so bothered by the way people squeeze toothpaste get over <laughs> it. But like you said, Rachel is all in. I, and honestly, I have to give it to them both because I really do like them together.
0: Yeah. i will mine to just Rachel. <laughs> who? <laughs> who has your burn ashes? My burnt ashes goes to Johnny and Jose. To Johnny because it's just that conversation made me so mad. I don't like whatever is going on with you. Stop pushing that on Bao. She's doing her absolute best right now. And it went to Jose for the whole four-year relationship. And I don't want to be married to her. And she didn't have this and didn't have that and all that good stuff. That was the only reason why. He didn't get my bouquet and he's in my ashes. And who had your ashes? I thought I would never do it. I'm giving it to Brett and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I hate to do it to Brett because in a way she's doing the so-called right thing, but I really feel like she's throwing all this energy into someone who is not worth all that. Yeah. And Ryan, yeah, I get it. He doesn't like her, but I do feel like he's not even trying. On one hand, I respect it because he knows it's going nowhere. But on the other hand, I'm like, maybe if you did try, it would go somewhere. But together, yeah. I mean, in addition to being really boring this week, they're really showing how they're wasting each other's time.
0: <laughs> fair. I think that's fair. So, yeah, guys,
1: that's it for this week. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A L T A R C A L L M A F S, where you can all argue amongst yourselves about all of your opinions about the show. It is very fun for us to read and participate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Please give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget that you can catch bonus episodes, including the recap for Unfiltered and couples camp on our patreon patreon.com/also call mafs see you next week